Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. How are you guys doing? Welcome. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'm just sitting here sifting through a little bit of my uh, photos from this morning. There was absolutely no deer moving this morning early. And legitimately, right when I was about to start the podcast, they decided to come out of the woods. Literally, they, they were coming out of the woods and they're just grazing. I got some food plots. I had another one on another piece. Who's just They're all just grazing around, just chilling. Chasing, I don't know if you guys hunt or not, but I've had a little bit of mishaps this year. I had one buck. If you guys, I don't know if you guys aren't are hunters, you're not going to enjoy this little bit of a story. But I had one buck, duck my arrow. If you're not a hunter, you wouldn't understand that. It, it's one of the worst worst feelings ever in history. I don't know if it string jumped me. I, it had to have, I guess. I was, it was a 40 yard shot. I don't know. It was I posted on Google Uncut. We actually just rebranded, by the way. It's Uncut Outdoors now. If you guys didn't know that, doesn't really matter. But I shot. And it ducked. It ducked like a foot and a half. Arrow went right over the top of the back, literally just took hair. I had hair in my broadhead. Took it straight out. I was like, okay, you know what? That's the first time it's ever happened. This has been my year of first, actually. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. And then the other day, I had another one come in. Good deer, great deer, a lot of junk, a lot of trash. 30 yards, broadside, shot. I have no idea what happened with the arrow. Shot placement felt great, felt phenomenal. It must have hit the elbow or the joint or something. It, I, don't, I, don't, I don't honestly know because when it was running off, the arrow was still stuck in it. My first thought was it went through, penetrated. It got stuck in the other opposite side of the shoulder, the opposite shoulder. I was like, it's going to be dead. It mule kicked, darted off. I'm like, done. That is a dead deer. Holy Toledo. Was I incorrect? Was not a dead. I, I don't know if it's dead or not, but uh, we spent, we walked six miles in circles and found nothing. I don't know if I hit – I really don't know what happened. I don't know if the arrow entered, ricocheted off the like a bone or something and just did not – I really don't know. So with that being said, I'm sitting here looking at him this morning, and it is uh, time to do a little bit deer hunting this evening again. I don't, I don't know. I just I thought I'd share that with you guys. That's how my hunting season has gone. Bow hunting can be a pain in the rear. But we were right about old Daryl Brooks. We talked about it yesterday. We, we actually said it before anybody was talking about it on the news. I found that one little piece – and I did say, and I was like, I don't know if this is the guy, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that's saying, oh, this probably is the guy. And come to find out, he is the guy, He is the guy, and he's actually a mega piece of turd. Turd that comes out of your ring. He is huge. I have no idea why this guy was ever released from jail. He literally was just released on bond like a week ago. Anyway, Daryl Brooks Jr., he made bail twice in Wisconsin this year despite having an active sex crime warrant out in Nevada and claiming to be indigent. By the way, that just means poor. I had to look up that word. I had no idea what that word indigent. I, did you know what that word means? Yeah, you didn't know what it meant. I, I, I don't know. What, poor. They could have just said poor. Two separate judges freedom on low cost bail record show first for $500 in February after allegedly shooting at his nephew the previous summer. He was released on bail for $500 for shooting at his nephew. And by the way, we're going to read two different sides of this. We're going to read the more, what is this, Fox? You have the, This is the Fox News side. And the CNN side leaves out a ton of stuff because they're kind of scared because they don't want to report that a black guy ran through a crowd of people. You could use this right here to go against their, their whole uh, AR-15s. or They're only used for uh, mass shootings. 
This guy ran a car, killed five people, and injured 40 others. You get you guys where you get where I'm going with this? So here you go. They don't they don't want to they don't want to put it like that because they don't want to portray this guy this 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 a colored individual. They don't want to make it seem like, well, he's really not that bad of a guy. By the way, they only have one article on CNN about this and like 14 about Trump. This is the goofiest thing ever. Imagine if a white guy did this, drove through a BLM protest with a car. Oh my God. Federal hate crimes would be thrown. They'd be thrown. This guy would be, it would be the worst thing ever. And then the crazy thing is I don't even think this guy's going to get hit with a federal a hate crime, which is a federal offense, by the way. He should, 100%. But after shooting at his, his his nephew, getting five hundred dollars bond, he bonded out for five hundred bucks. He uh, then did it earlier for a thousand dollars this month. That was this month. He bonded out for a thousand dollars. Why was he released again? After a woman accused him of punching her, he punched a woman, and then he ran her over with her SUV. Then he allegedly plowed into the same one that he plowed into forty. Well, actually, there's he injured forty eight people, not forty. Forty eight and killed at least five. He has also he has battery charges and firearm offenses dating back to nineteen ninety nine. Was convicted of statutory sexual seduction, a felony in two thousand six, which we do know. I talked about that yesterday. Having sex with a fifteen year old girl in Nevada that he brought back from California to Nevada, and then what? And he literally put it on social media. We played the video yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the bitch was sixteen at the time. Hold up. Talking about pimping her out. This is an individual that should not be in in public, like in the public. He should be behind bars the rest of his life and should have been. He should have never even got out, ever. Should have just been behind bars his entire life. She became pregnant, by the way. Let that sink in. He received three years probation and became a registered sex offender. To me, I don't think that they have a stiff enough crime or um, stiff enough punishments for sex offenders, especially ones that traffic a 15-year-old girl, get her pregnant, and then pimp her out in Vegas. He should have been behind bars his entire life. Or that type of offense right there, this shows you how mentally fucked up an individual is and that they're, they're not right for society. Sure, they might be able to be fixed, but this guy clearly is an example. He, well, clearly wasn't fucking fixed. In 2016, Nevada authorities charged him again with violating the state sex crime laws. He allegedly skipped bail and fled the region. He is still the subject of an active warrant in connection with the case. Authorities there said they believed him to be in Wisconsin, but had no actionable intelligence about his whereabouts. Well, I can tell you where he is now. And I have some pretty good intelligence that he drove through a crowd of people with his little red car. So that's how that's how Fox News portrays him, which is great. You know, they did a good job. We talked about it. I think we went in a little bit more detail than yesterday. Because you, you guys haven't heard that podcast, you probably should. And uh well, here's 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 the way Fox News portrays a guy. It's kind of interesting because you guys know what he's done. Brooks posted on bail November 11th in relation to charges including domestic abuse incident that also involved Brooks being accused of using a car in that case. Okay, so they don't tell him exactly what he did. They just kind of keep it vague. November 2nd, Brooks ran over a woman like she was walking through a gas station parking lot. Officers observed tire tracks on the left pant leg of the person. So he really did run somebody over with a car back then. This was, this was what, 18 days ago? So just over two weeks before this, he ran over somebody with his car previously. This is goofy. Prosecutors filed five charges related to the incident, including obstruction of an officer, second-degree recklessly endangering safety with domestic abuse assessments, disorderly conduct with domestic abuse, and mis- misdemeanor battery with domestic abuse. Wow, that's a lot of charges for one thing. Brooks was also charged with bail jumping. This guy's pretty good at bail jumping. 
He was already on a bail following a July 24th incident in which he charged of two counts of second-degree reckless endangering safety with use of a dangerous weapon and one count of possession of a firearms by a felon. That's, that's as much as they get into it. Now, this is how CNN states his Vegas thing. Because they do not want to smear this guy, of course, because he's a, he's a big... If you guys go look at his stuff, he's a huge advocate for BLM. He hates police. He's... He hates Trump, like everything you could possibly imagine. This guy fits the bill for being a supporter that CNN loves. He is the race that they, they, they're always portraying that needs, which we're going to talk about here later in this thing. This, this, this is going to blow your mind on how they look at Democrat, Democratic voters in general. It really is really telling. And I wish, for, like, for instance, not, not all uh, black people think this way. Like, not, not I'm talking about this guy, but when it comes to Democratic voters in general, like the way that CNN thinks of him, like for instance, Cam, my previous camera guy, he still works for, for Guggen. He, uh, he's, he's a black guy. And he was talking about how stupid some, some people are and naive that they, they, they put blinders on and they just read what's in the headlines and they don't actually look into things. And, and when we're talking about garnishing votes and how the democratic party only goes after what we're going to talk about it later, go, going after just black gay and, and also, um, uh, Hispanic votes. That's like their entire agenda and goal. If you guys wait to the like three quarters of the way through, you're going to hear it. It's kind of crazy. So Brooks also has an outstanding arrest warrant in Nevada in an unrelated case for which he is arrested and bail jumped. That's all they said. They didn't say they didn't they didn't tell you why he got arrested. They didn't tell you anything about. They know why he got arrested. They arrested. They they read it, but they didn't want to put it in here. Why didn't CNN put in here that this gentleman was arrested? For sex trafficking and a, a 15-year-old girl, like, why, why didn't they put that in there? Why? That's like the worst thing on this guy's entire rap sheet. That is the, the literal worst thing other than running people over with his car. That's the kind of human being that this is right here. Scum of the earth. Absolute, like, if, when you walk into the bathroom at, a, at an airport, you know the gum that's sitting next to the urinal? That has more value than this guy. This guy is literal scum of the earth right here. Him and the Taliban, same level, same playing field. It's terrible. So we talked about it. Uh, this, this lady yesterday, this is a really short piece, but we talked about this Lemansky lady, uh, Miss Mary Lemansky, with the Twitter account. I'm going to throw it out there, everybody. She deleted her Twitter account, I guess. It's, it's not active anymore. Or maybe she just made it super private. Actually, it says user not found. Anyway. She has resigned from her position as social media director for the Democratic Party of DuPage County, Illinois, yesterday. So she got a taste of her own medicine. What did she say? Reap, reap what you sow or whatever was her big thing. Like, oh, my God, the Rittenhouse trial, the blood's on your hands. She's talking about the kids who got ran over. She's like, oh, that's just karma. Well, she got it, and it came back swift, fast, and within a hurry. The DuPage Democrats they actually tweeted this out. We are deeply saddened by the tragedy in uh, Wakasha. We are aware of the statements made by the former member of our organization and find them to be incredibly insensitive and not in alignment of who we are as an organization. Our organization does not support hate in any form. And I'm not going to go on and talk about the amount of things that she has said, but uh, apparently she said enough to where she felt it was necessary to delete her entire social media account. So way to go. There's a win. Got rid of another just absolutely crazy left social I don't person. She's probably still on TikTok. We're gonna find her. <laughs> yeah, she probably is still on TikTok. That's a good point. My guy just brought it up. He's going to find her. You got her name, Mary Lemansky. She's definitely going to be on TikTok. 
I guess she's been singing for 20 years and no one paid attention to her, remember? So this is her time to shine. So here's an interesting one. I've always been saying that Biden is a one-term president, but apparently this is not the case. The gentleman who is currently wearing a diaper as he goes into the White House. No, he's not. I'm just kidding. Just calm down. It's a joke. He's not currently wearing a diaper, only when he sleeps. Did that, that really depends. Get it? Depends? No, you, okay, you didn't see it. No, it's fine. It was a bad joke. Anyway, they say that he's going to be running in 2024. I don't, I don't really understand how this could be a possibility. The guy would be, I think it was 84, 83, something like that. That seems a little on the uh, tail end of your life. I'm not saying that he's going to pass away or anything during president, but I mean, like, imagine having a conversation with somebody in their mid 80s. A lot of people don't really mentally stay there, you know, can't, like, it's just, you know, just doesn't, I don't know, doesn't seem right, but that's just me. President Biden and members of his inner circle have reassured allies in recent days that he plans to run for re-election in 2024. I guess it would matter. It would be a bigger deal if he was actually coherent and actually here right now. Imagine imagine a handful of years from now. Oh, my God. The amount of memes and little tiny sound bites we're going to get are going to be great. I actually, you know what? President Biden, please run in 2024 because I need something really enjoyable to talk about and we can get a lot of funny clips from it. I'm, I would love it. I would love it. But a virtual fundraiser this month, Biden told a small group of donors that he plans to seek a second term. Which is kind of crazy to me because he's done an absolute terrible job. Terrible job for the first 10 months. Almost 11 months now. I mean, absolutely just terrible job. One Democrat involved in the campaign said they couldn't think of a single person had spoken in, that they've spoken to in the last month who considers the possibility of Biden running again to be a real one. I am with that one sole lonely Democrat. I'm with you. I have no idea how it could be a thing. Biden has so far rejected then President Donald Trump's approach... So it's kind of crazy because right now Biden's actually, this entire time he's been in, he's rejected President Donald Trump's approach for declaring a re-election campaign in the first months in office. Reasoning that such an announcement would waste money and wear out campaign donors, allies say Biden is widely expected to wait until after the midterms to make a formal announcement. If that's the case and he's waiting till after the midterms, it's probably not a grand idea because I'm, I'm going to make, I wish there were some odds out there. Is there Vegas odds on this? Hold on. Let's see what the odds are. Vegas odds. Okay, they don't take domestic wagers on them. If there was, I would actually personally take a trip to Vegas just to put an odd or a bet on it. I would bet the spread. Whatever the odds would be, I'd take them. I'd bet them. So, anyway, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, I, wish it, I wish it would. I, I, would load up, I would load up on uh, the, the red side taking pretty much everything. God, I wish Vegas could do it. I would do it. They should. I, I guarantee you it's, ha- it's been a conversation in Vegas. How can we bet? <laughs> like I, It's got to be a thing. I would, I would seriously bet it. I would bet quite a bit of money on that, actually. Imagine election night. Everybody's got 1000 bucks or 500 bucks on who's going to win. Oh, man, it'd be way more enjoyable to watch. It's like, it's like betting on these, the football games. It makes it 10 times more. Like You're like, ah, oh, let's watch the Patriots go against the Bengals. Nah, no one really cares about that. And you're like, put 1000 bucks on it. Oh, you care. You care a lot more. <laughs> like a lot of, sports betting in the United States, by the way, it's going to become legal. It's going to happen. There'll be certain States that won't do it, but it's going to be a mainstream thing. The amount of tax dollars that's going to happen. I was talking to a guy actually in Mexico about it. He lives in New York and it's legal in New Jersey. New York is going to do it, but they're going to be taxing the absolute piss out of everybody to do it. And which is going to, the way that if you tax them too much, it actually messes up the odds and all that kind of stuff. 
So he said that he's he will literally drive to New Jersey, put his bed in, and then drive back across. They didn't think that one through, I guess. But here's the, here's the, here's the good part. I do like this this one. This one made me smile when I found it because we were just talking about uh, one term president and Biden himself uh, uh, about the chance that he's gonna go go for reelection, which he knows is probably not a thing. And then I find this: Harris and Buttigieg could be allies instead of rivals. And I was like, ooh. Buttigieg, he's a real winner in my eyes. What did he get, like 25 entire delegates? Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> this guy is a, he's a winner. But when I was talking about the very beginning, when it came to race, uh, sex, and, and uh, what's, what's the other one? Nationality or what, what's the one I'm, I'm looking at? Um, I can't find my words. Sexual orientation. That's a better way to put it. Race, sexual orientation, and Pretty much where you're from, and that's pretty much the only thing that that the Democratic Party cares about. We're about to talk about that. This is a good one. Buttigieg is clearly ambitious. He ran an impressive. By the way, just want everybody to know this is from CNN, so you're going to enjoy this just as much as I have. He ran a very impressive presidential campaign in 2020, and it has only strengthened his political skills since then. I have no idea how that is a real thing because he definitely hasn't done anything. Harris, as the vice president, is a leading contender to be the face of the post-Joe Biden Democratic Party. Oh, my God. There is no way that Kamala Harris is even prime, prepped, and ready to be the president of the United States. She had one job, by the way, as VP. Take care of the border. How did that go? A primary campaign between Harris and Buttigieg could pit two key Democratic uh, constituencies against each other. African-Americans, particularly African-American women and LGBTQ plus a thousand other letter voters. That's their whole goal. The only thing they care about. Fortunately, this is a problem that can be easily solved. Oh, here we go. You have a, a problem that could be solved. Oh, really? Harris and Buttigieg instead could agree that if Biden does not run again, they would run together in 2024. This, to me, personally would be one of the greatest things ever. I would love to watch this. I, I, I'm being honest. I mean, what, what is she? Running as one of the worst VP, VPs in history? Literally, she is. With Harris, the nominee for president, and Buttigieg for vice president, this could put an end to whatever feuding exists between them now and them giving Democratic parties a very strong ticket in 2024 that would seem like a natural continuation of Biden's first term. So literally, a natural continuation would be nothing. Literal nothing <laughs> like that is, that is a continuation okay all right i guess there's actually people on planet earth that think that biden is actually achieving something it's definitely not the people that they're polling because uh, right now harris's approval rating by the way is 28 percent. it's the lowest in modern history for a vice president ever 28 percent approval rating she li- like i'm not even kidding she is the lowest rated vice president in modern history in ever like imagine your job is to wake up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, do whatever you're going to do for your day, not really accomplish anything, and you still are at 28%. That's Kamala Harris. That's who they want to take over. And by the way, Pete, in 2020, if you guys don't know, I'm talking about delegates, uh, he only received 24 total delegates. You guys know how many you need to be nominated? 2,000. He received 24. So yeah, this guy's not really... Not really a big winner in the actual, but but if you see, this is CNN, so their entire agenda here, Kamala Harris is female, Kamala Harris is black, so there's, there's, there's their 
voter voter groups that they're trying to go after. They actually said it inside of here, literally right here, particularly African-American women and LGBTQ voters. That's literally what they're, they they say inside this thing. And then Pete Buttigieg is the first openly gay person to run for president. So now you have both sides of the aisle of voters that they're trying to get. And it's crazy to me that they pick their, 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 nominate, their nominees based off the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, and their sexual preference, like who they, who they like to have inside of their bed or whatever. That's, that's literally how they don't, they don't look at, oh, hey, you know what? Let's see what they can actually do. How good are they at their job? What are they trying to achieve? You know what? You know, no, don't even look at this. She's a black lady and he's a gay guy. He's white. She's black. Okay, let's put them together. Should be phenomenal. It should be, should be great. We don't even care what, what, what they're for. Then it goes on to say Harris would be a 60-year-old on election day in 2024 while Buttigieg is 42. So there would be a generational balance as well. Both nominees represent important Democratic Party um, constituencies. Harris is an African-American and Asian-American woman. I had no idea that she was Asian. I, I honest to God, had no idea. I thought she was just a white and black lady mixed together. I had no idea. So yeah, she's Asian. While Buttigieg is a gay man, this would help mobilize important parts of the Democratic base. See, do you guys, like, how, how do people not see through this? Like, how, how do people of a, of, a, of a voting part, like, how do you not see through this? You are literally being looked at, if you're in the Democratic Party, if you're gay, black, Asian, or a woman or whatever, they don't give a shit about what, what the actual agenda of the person they're putting in office. They only care about appealing and appeasing to the voters of a very small niche portion of America. That's it. Not saying that if you put all those together, it's not very small, but if you put them all by themselves, it is a small voting niche of America. It really is. But it appeals to the entire Democratic Party as a whole, which I don't understand how people can't see through that. Seriously, you're voting for people that were put in this nomination area, like this process, just because of the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, and who they like to sleep with. Had nothing to do whatsoever with what they've accomplished in life. And if you guys are listening to this, I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking I'm not racist, sexist, or anti-gay. I'm not. I'm just trying to point out a, a very, I like factual things, and I like pointing out the obvious here, and this is clearly pointing out the obvious. It's written on this thing, plain as day in black and white. Literally, the screen is white with black letters, so it's in black and white, literally. This is, it's so goofy. I don't know why people can't just see through it, see, see all the, the stuff that they're actually doing. Oh, man. And they allow articles like yesterday's article and that thing we talked about how the, the scariest thing in America, if you guys haven't heard that part of the podcast, yesterday's podcast is actually really good. I thought it was. The, the scariest thing in America is actually an angry white man. Like, how is that even an article? How is that even an article that's even supposed to be published or put out there? That is by far one of the most racist things you could possibly say. Just because the person was black that was writing it doesn't make it not racist. A black person could be racist. An Asian person could be racist. A Mexican person could be racist. And yes, a white person can be racist. Everybody can be racist. Not just white people. Saying shit like that is extremely racist. It really, really is. And I'm not one to say something is racist. I love jokes. And a lot of jokes are funny. And a lot of jokes make fun of races of people. When I was in the military, we made, we made jokes like that all the time. But guess what? They were jokes. That kind of shit there is definitely not a joke. It's not a joke. And I guess in the military, the crude sense of humor, because you're mixed in with Asians, Mexicans, whites, and black. Everybody, everybody's together, and everybody knows it's just crude jokes. You make fun of each other. 
Nowadays, I would assume the military's not like that. This was a, during a time of war, and like when men were men, and we were actually like, we didn't give a fuck who was next to us as long as they were shooting out this direction at the bad people. Like no one give a fuck about your skin color. I fought next to more black people and white people and Mexican people, and it's just, oh, America, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, a Harris Beauty Dead Chicken apparently would also be a fair amount of star power. Harris did very poorly when she ran for president in 2020. No, no shit she did. She did terribly, and so did Pete Buttigieg. We have seen glimpses of what she can be, including the first presidential debate of the primary season when she landed some very effective t- attacks on Biden. She literally called him a racist without calling him a racist. Let's just call it is what it is. I went and searched up what it was, and every single site is doing fact-checking on it, and it's false. Go back and listen to what she said. She effectively called him a racist without saying... You're racist because she's on public public uh, uh, national TV. Not going to come out and say it. It is kind of goofy. You guys think about it. I, I just I don't understand it. I really don't. I have a hard time understanding it. I really do. It's kind of what did uh? I mean, I need to go watch that, that special. They when they were who are they trying to cancel on Netflix? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Chappelle. Chappelle is like the perfect person when it comes to just com- comedy as a as general. The jokes he makes are either racist, sexist, gay. Like, they're just funny, though. Everybody knows it's a joke. But he was trying to be canceled for... for I, I, I don't even know. what. Do you know what he was trying to be canceled for? Exactly. See, I, I didn't watch it, but I, I just know him. I mean, I've, he's been around since I was a kid. and I, I When I grew up, we watched him. Everybody watched him. I thought Chappelle was funny. He still is funny. What was <laughs> I was just thinking about the thing when he had, like, the white lips... <laughs> yeah. And then was kind of move over to the, the other side of the aisle when he got to talk about uh, Republicans. Republicans. All right. I would say I, I probably personally, you guys, you know, I probably lean a little bit more right than I do left. I'm more in the middle. I'll call shit on both parties when they do stupid things. Trump did a lot of dumb things. Republicans do a lot of dumb things at times. But more so, it's easier to call out a, a lower left-leaning person on stuff because for one, it always seems like a left-leaning person for the most part when they're screaming from the rooftops and they're doing their little TikTok videos. Either one, they've never held a real job in their life. They don't have any bills. They don't really have any, like, that just seems like the, if you were to encompass most of the younger generation that is voting left, that's pretty much it. They went to college. They got out of college. They got a mediocre job. They're really mad at society because they did not achieve what they were going to, or they were told they were going to be able to achieve in college. And now they're working at a bar making money off tips. So now they're just mad at America. That's me and my thoughts on most of the voters when it comes to who they vote for on the left. But this is this is what the Republicans think right now. The current facts on the ground daunting for Democrats. Joe Biden is about as popular as Democrats uh, presidents can be, which is which is true. I mean, the guy's what lower 40s, upper 30s right now for approval rating, depending on where you get it. I've seen lowest 38, 36. Right now, I think 538 has him at like 41, I believe. Don't I think it is 41. But this is an opportunity for Republicans to achieve something that they've never, or they have not, at least for the last century, lasting into institutional political power. I, I look at things in life like, wow, how can I get generational wealth? And apparently right now we're trying to figure out how we can get lasting institutional political power, which is never going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, at least. Voters are rejecting Democrats' ideas on education. True. The economy. Also true. The border. Very true. Crime. That's 100% a big worry right now. And apparently even on COVID, Biden has crashed in the polls. And while some Democrats are keen, this is a crazy thing. They're now keen on reducing COVID restrictions. Their base, whom they've terrified for the last two years, doesn't seem ready for that, which is so true. 
all the major democratic cities that you've been in and or live in and or been around, if you guys never been around to them, I've traveled quite a, quite a bit over the last couple of years. They have terrified those people. When I was in California, I remember asking, I had already been vaccinated. I had already been, I already had actually I already had COVID and been vaccinated by them. I asked the lady for me to get, to go to a party there. It wasn't even a party. It was actually a wedding for me to go to a wedding. My cousin's wedding. I had to be uh, tested. This is, this is not a joke. I had to literally be tested to go to a family gathering because I had a certain amount of people there. And which is crazy. This is in California. I know. Yeah, you guys probably didn't know this. I have family lives in California. I lived in Washington State. Oddly enough, my entire family is red. And which is even crazier, when I was growing up, I had no idea that the difference between red and blue was Democrats or Republicans. I learned later on in life, probably mid-20s, why it really doesn't matter who you vote for. It's showing now. But when I was there... I had to get tested. I remember asking the lady about why am I having to be tested if I've already been vaccinated? And then I asked, are you vaccinated? She said, yes, of course. And I said, why are you wearing two masks? And she said, because you can still transmit and give me the virus. I said, but we both are vaccinated. So why should it matter? She said, but I could still catch it. And I was super confused because that kind of mindset does not, it, to me, it's hard for me to, to comprehend exact that, that, that kind of idea. Cause if everybody's vaccinated in a room and the vaccines are so powerful and they should work, then why is anybody wearing that? that that's what I was trying to get. I was trying to like, I asked her, said if the vaccines work so well, then why are you so worried about catching it? And she said, because I could spread it. And I was just thinking to myself, Oh my God, these people in California are so wild. And it's very true. Cause there's tons of billboards there talking about masking and everything. Like when I, this was, this was a couple months back. And I remember being outside trying to get a rental car, and Cammy and I at the time were the odd ones out. This is the we were the odd ones out, and we were of course we we're at LAX at at this rental car place. We're outside standing in a parking lot. It's hot. I'm talking hot, desert hot. We don't have masks on because we were outside. But everybody in the line either had one or two masks. Everybody. I was super confused, and I and I'm the one that looked like an idiot apparently, but. I don't know. Did I just go on a little bit of a tangent there? I'm sorry, Charles. Sometimes I kind of go on things and Charles just looks at me like, what in the world are you talking about? There was a reason for that, wasn't there? There was. I don't recall what it was, but I promise y'all, if you were listening, there was a reason. The trick for Republicans will be to isolate Democrats politically as a niche far-left party, which I don't think it's going to be too, too difficult to do. They've pretty much already done it. Oh, I know what I was getting at. I already said it. They terrified their base. I was talking about how I went to California. That's right. I'm that guy at the party that rolls about a tangent that has no idea what he just was initially talking about. That was me right then. Uh, so this is another one. If you guys didn't know, murder is spiking, which is not really something that it should be too shocking. We've talked about it multiple times. And for some reason within this this piece, they, they don't understand that it has to do with defunding the police. I don't understand why people just can't admit it. When, you, when you're wrong, just admit it. And it just it, it feels a lot better. I'm wrong about a lot of things, a lot of things in life. I told myself I didn't like candles. I got a lit candle inside this room because it smells great. Now I have a candle in here all the time lit. Charles loves it. I love it. In 2020, United States experienced nearly 30% rise in homicides from 19. Hmm, I wonder why that was. That's the single biggest one-year increase since we started taking national records since 1960. And violence has continued to rise well into 2021. To deny or downplay the seriousness of spike is neither... Morally justified nor politically wise, violence takes lives, traumatizes children, instills fear, destroys community life, and entrenches racial and economic equality. Always got to throw that in there. They always got to throw that in there. I don't know why. It's not really needed, but they have to throw it in there. 
which is kind of re- kind of crazy because you say instills fear, destroys community life, and traumatizes children. That's kind of crazy. You know what that kind of sounds like? It says violence there. That kind of sounds like Antifa and BLM kind of packed into one little bundle just right there in that one little piece. Instilling fear and destroying communities. Yeah, weird, awkward pause. We'll go to the polling on this, though. Americans are clearly worried. The share of Americans who say crime is the most important issue facing America has increased since President Biden took office. See, that's not a good look for the Democrats, or just blue in general. To a great degree, or a greater degree than any issue except national security. 73% of registered voters thought there was a more crime nationwide than there was a year ago. Only 17% said there's less, and 7% thought the crime was about the same. So if you guys put that, you have, we'll say 80% of the people say that crime is either the same and or increased. 80% of people since Biden has taken office. Fewer still, uh, fewer, but still the majority believe that crime was up in their local area. 54% compared to 28 uh, thought that there was less crime in the area and 15% thought it was about the same. To me, I am, if you were to ask me that question, I personally wouldn't have an answer for you because I have no idea. I tend to keep to myself. I'm either out of my place fishing or I'm sitting at the house making content, doing these podcasts. I don't really go out and see a lot of crime taking place. I just kind of know what the numbers say. You know, Maybe I just don't live in an area where there's a lot of crime taking place. I don't go downtown a lot, and I think a lot of crime actually happens in the bigger cities, but I don't know. I guess if they would ask me, I'd say it's probably the same. I have no idea. In my area, it's the same. I, I don't know. Altogether, that, this has sparked a narrative that has rise in violent crime, poses, possesses a political problem for Democrats who are the ruling party and also traditionally perceived as softer on crime. That is not traditionally seemed softer on crime. They are softer on crime. That's not something that you just say, yeah, they traditionally seem. No, they are. 100% are softer on crime. By the way, if you're looking ahead into 2022 and then 2024, being softer on crime with us hitting highest murder rates ever and biggest increases ever, that's probably not going to hurt, or excuse me, that's probably not going to help the political party that's in power currently, right? So when you guys go into 2022 and forward, you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of talking points about America's crime, inflation, um, inflation is going to be a big one. I did, I did read an article this morning about why in, inflation was not Biden's fault, has nothing to do with Biden, has everything to do with corporate America trying to make extra dollars, which is kind of crazy to me because when you speak about inflation in that kind of sense, it doesn't make, that, that doesn't make any sense. Corporate America is not making any extra money off inflation itself, okay? So when people write these kind of articles, this is another CNN one, by the way, because they, they're just trying to make sure that people – on that site, understanding inflation is not Biden's fault, which in fact it is. And I can tell you guys right now, corporate America is not making any more dollars when it comes to your cost of goods being increasing in price. You know why? Yes, this coffee cup might have been $20, say, last year. Okay, that's, that's probably what it was. But now it's $22. They're raising the prices and they're forcefully being having to raise the prices because where they're getting this in the supply chain to get it is now costing more. There's actually times, like I can use McDonald's for instance, imagine being on the dollar menu, you've been selling the same thing forever. That same item on the dollar menu is going to be the same price, but now they're not going to be able to adjust the price of it because it's going to be still on the dollar menu, say it's $1.99 or whatever it is. It's still going to be the same price, but they're going to be profiting much less because to get that said same product is now costing McDonald's more money. You understand? I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm getting through to a lot of y'all because a lot of you guys have some something in between the ears up here that just because prices are increasing doesn't mean that corporate America and or companies are profiting more. That's actually not the case. I know this firsthand. 
I do know this. Cost of goods coming into America right now, doesn't matter if you, we, a lot of our stuff we, do, we don't get from China. It comes from all over the world. Pakistan, India, South Korea, Taiwan, like all over the world. Like a lot of the stuff that we, we get as a company comes in from all over the world. Our prices haven't changed. But guess what? The cost of goods has increased. So guess what? Your margins are now down. I'm saying this because I, I know this firsthand. And when someone makes a, an article, they talk about inflation. No, it's not, it's not the way it works. Just because rising in prices does not mean that the, consu- or the, the, the company is going to be making any more money. Yes, it's costing the consumer more money, which is crazy because now Biden wants to release a ton more oil. Bar- like he's going to release barrels of oil out to the, the public to try and drive the cost of, of, of gas down, which I don't know if that's even going to help that much. When, in fact, all he had to do was not be an idiot in, in office and just allow the things to happen. Because what's just kind of funny is you have the same people who complain about rising gas prices in the, at the pump are the people that put them in office and also are the people that are trying to say we need green New Deal type, type stuff, which, which is kind of funny. You need fossil fuels to literally make the green products. So when you turn the valve off fossil fuels, you're then going to increase the prices to to generate the actual green products themselves so we can get away from fossil fuels. Doesn't really make much sense when you when you put it out on paper. But when it's a political talking point, it's really easy to bring up. Well, we can get rid of fossil fuels, put more solar panels and wind turbines. Okay, so how do you get to making the how do you make those? They're made from fossil fuels. So you still need fossil fuels to make them. So if you turn the valve off as fossil fuels, the price is going to go up because you're not making as much. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I hope you guys did enjoy this video over here and this podcast on this channel. If you guys are not, go check out the YouTube channel. Type and speak the truth. I do love you guys. I am out of here. I got some stuff I got to get done. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.